0: Looking for a new intro, y'all. I do not, I'm still looking for the one, but till then, the old one was good, y'all. It's Aaron, aka The Lost Homie, aka The Anime Anthology. And today, uh, we're talking, we're reviewing Ranking the Kings. If you had known, this was my top, this is my best anime of uh, 20, uh, 2021, and that John King kept coming straight through 2022. And I thought I'd give it a review. It's been a long time since we've done a black anime review. So I thought we would give it a review. And when I was thinking about there's only one person, one person I thought about who I could who I could get for this review. One person I thought about who I could get on here for this review. And it's the Don herself is is Miss Panda. Uh, she if you don't know, she is the leading uh, minister, the 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 leading, the the, the leader of the House of Boji, the House of Ranking the Kings. She done done a she done did a uh a, a Twitter space probably like for every episode like the second half of um January. So I basically introduced her, but she, she can she can introduce herself again or whatever. But yeah, yeah.
1: What up, y'all? It's your girl panda the dime, better known as the OG Panda, better known as Pitbull Panda, better known as Panda with the hammer, better known as the great leader of the tabernacle of OG. Better known as the Haiku Ambassador. It's been a while since I've been on Black Anime. Oh my gosh, it's good to be back.
0: Yeah, hey, hey, man. Black Anime. We've only had one pod so far. One true pod. Well, actually, no, we had two. We had shown on the stop. We've only had two since the, the year started. So I mean, we number three. So it's gonna be a. Uh, well, should, yeah, you gonna be number three. So it's like you know, we 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 hitting them with the hits. We get we you know we we bringing the greats back. We bringing the greats back for this season. We got to bring all the best you got the best back for this. I,
1: I, I accept payments and OG shirts. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right.
0: So for those that are new to Black Anime Reviews, uh, we've been doing this. We're doing it for a while, and I thought I brought back, I bring back the same exact review style because. From what I remember last time, y'all liked it. So we are going to keep doing the same thing. Now we go from anime. So we do two different types of reviews, do a critical, which we want to try to be objective. But again, you cannot really ignore personal box, which are our best, though. And then we're going to do a personal, which is all subjective. Just talk about having fun with it and just like, you know, just getting our feelings out with that and all that. So uh, how it goes is with the objective, the critical analysis of it, it starts out with animation. Then we go through story, characters and production. Now, each one is going to be scored. So animation has environmental, character, action, cinematography. Everything is at a 10 for a total of 40 points for animation. Story comes from plot, plot progression, ending, and pacing. Every one of them out of 10 adds up to 40 again. Characters, likability, effectiveness, and designs, that adds up to 30. And then for production, we have sound design, musical score, and voice acting. And that adds up to thirty. So the overall score is going to be out of one hundred and forty. We're going to give it a percentage. We're going to give each one a percentage, and then we're going to give an overall percentage for the show. You know what I mean? If, if if your show gets over at ninety, that's a that's a that's an A, right? That's an A, right? If your show get under that, then you kind of in a little bit of hot water. So um, yeah. So let's let's get into it. Let's let's talk about the animation first. Um, I'll talk about the environmental animation first. I think this. I think you know. I, some one time they was talking about something on the timeline about how they believe that uh, like anime is mass produced, is mainstream, is lowering the quality of anime. And I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see what these people be talking about because every season, or at least every like basically every season, we get anime that that uh, ups the bar, that ups the bar, That takes it to a different level. And that's ranking the kings, man. Animation all the way around. The environmental animation is just amazing. Like. They do a really good job of bringing life into the world from from like the different kingdoms, from just the like I said the environment itself, from like the grass, the like the, the trees, the land, all stuff like that. Like there's a lot you see in the background a lot of destroyed buildings stuff like that. And I noticed you're not, you're not gonna see a lot of CG in this anime, which is well we're used to CG in this anime. Um, a lot of it just looks really fluid, and like even from like the wind is sweeping through the valleys and shit like that. You are looking at that like damn like. It just, like, it just really brings... It helps the world like feel real and really grow and everything like that. So, uh, Penny, you got any thoughts on that?
1: I agree. Um, I think... I have my views on Rankin of Kings animation, despite what people like to comment on when it comes to its animation, because it's not the everyday ordinary. But I'm going to say mm. that for character. I think the background animation, environment animation is gorgeous. Like, I see no reason it like you said it's very fluid it moves along with the series it, do, it sticks out but it doesn't stick out enough where it overshadows the characters themselves i think it's beautifully made i see no issues with the environmental animation honestly
0: mm-hmm. i feel that so so we're just gonna go ahead and drop that and give that, that 10 out of 10 um you're gonna hear that a lot with this anime real quick but uh <laughs> you're gonna hear that a lot uh moving on to character animation another thing another that's art. right i'm already gonna say it's a 10 out of 10 for me i think the magic of the series is the character animation. Because when you have a character like Boji who's deaf and is um well, th- well he's deaf and uh was he is he just
1: deaf? I no, thought he was he deaf.
0: Yeah. And so he his his facial expressions, the way he expresses himself is basically one of the main points of A few of the plots and a few of the character the character growth of this of the series, especially and um, this this is not going to be spoiler free. I'm sorry, it's been like three weeks since the final kind of came out, right? I'm I'm gonna try we're gonna try to keep our best people as less spoilery as possible, but you're gonna hear some spoilers from time to time. But anyway, but it really hinges on a lot of the character growth of the series because um, when you get to the end of it and we talk about how uh, the people the his retainers now look at Boji. And there's this flashback where they're like, where they find out when um, Kagi tells him, oh, he can read lips, he could do that the whole time, and they're watching him, you know, walk proudly through the people jeering him and and heckling him and stuff like that when he's walking back to the castle, and he's standing with his his chest held high, which is separate from when he's frustrated and when he's crying. Like he, the range of emotions they show on Boji is like fantastic which studio like really outdoes out- themselves, like it's fantastic to the point to where it is literally a pinpoint of like a plot of, of plots of this, of the series. And so I think the character animation is just f- phenomenal. Some of the best work with studio has ever done.
1: Um, I don't know if you, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I enjoy the animation. And the thing is like a lot of people will say, well, I don't really care for the animation. And I think they're specifically talking about the character design because the animation overall is really good, especially when mm-hmm. you look at um, how this series is in the manga from what I've been told by people who have like try to look at the manga. And I really think that the animation, the animation reminds me of those old American rubber hose cartoons, that's what they call them, The style mm-hmm. cartoons. Like, what's the name of it? Like, Harold and Purple oh. Crayon isn't rubber hose, but rubber hose is kind of like Cuphead. Mm-hmm. Cuphead animation, like those character designs, not specifically like that. But like when I think of Desha's character design, it kinda reminds me of that or how a lot of the characters are styled. Um uh, that, that guard dude who was hunting Kage and his family, that dude reminds me of rubber hose animation. And here and like Boji's design itself reminds me of Harold and the Purple Crayon. I don't know if anyone remembers that series or that book, but his design reminds me of, of him. So mm-hmm. I think the character animation is not it's it's kind of out there, but not to a point where it just like falls apart. I think they mm. it it really is done well for mm-hmm. the series. I think it fit, It strangely fits. I'll say that it strangely fits the series in itself. Like the characters are not designed like how you would think a, a character anime should be. Mm-hmm. Like an anime, uh, should be uh, mm-hmm. characters in an anime should be styled. It's very. Diverse is very, like, kind of standalone in how it is animated, how the characters are designed, so I really, really do enjoy the animation, like, the character design and everything. I think it's special. Like, at first, I didn't think much of it either, Um, but um, not watching it and seeing it come, like, full circle, I, I enjoy it. I'm gonna just post a picture of Harold on, like, send you a picture of Harold on the purple crayon, so you can know who I'm talking about. But when you see, you'll you'll understand what I mean when I said that's what boogie design reminds me of.
0: <laughs> I I actually I really feel everything that you just said. Like, I think there's two important things you said is that people need to make the distinction one between um, uh, character animation and you know uh, a, overall animation and character animation, but also character design because character design wise is different than character animation wise. And then also talking about like the Rubber House, like I'm thinking about it now. And I think Queen Hillig is kind of like the per- perfect person to like uh, use, because if you think about some of her facial expressions and you remind you, um, well, not, I'm not saying rubber house, but at least like older style American cartoons, because she, I like you think a lot of times she gets mad and like how the red runs from like her neck all the way up to like her forehead, right? That reminds you of like, you know, Tom and Jerry, like that. There's a few episodes where, like Jerry would drop like, you know, something on Tom's foot and his whole face would turn red but like comes out from his neck and, like he he stands up straighter, his his shoulders come up, his head like scrunches and stuff like that. And you can see that in a lot of the animation that they use in Ranking the Kings. So uh, I, I you know, I didn't really think about it when I was watching it. I just really enjoyed how it showed that range of emotion. But you can you can see kind of the influence from that because the they because I mean, at the end of the day, American cartoons came American cartoons came before anime. That's just a fact. American mm-hmm. cartoons came before anime. So they definitely are influenced by some of the stuff that they originated and did. And you can kind of see that in a lot of the character animations and and how that they react to things, their faces are something like that. So yeah, no, I mean, it's funny. I remember um, the animation Twitter for a second, was, which was trying to, not not all of animation Twitter, but like people who were critical of it were trying to joke on like American animation talking about the bean head or whatever, but like everybody having like that certain facial structure. And I mean, Boji has that. A few of the characters have that. Um, not necessarily that, exactly like that, but it's like that variation of it, which you can see is influenced by uh, Western animation. So no, I definitely, no, I didn't really think about that while I was watching it. So I saw you and other people commenting on it, if you know what I mean, so...
1: Yeah, I definitely look at the picture I just sent you, and like because now that I'm actually like looking at it, I was like, I I wasn't too far from like maybe I'm not really accurate on my comparisons to Harold and Purple Crayon, but when I the more I look at them, just like the mouth, the nose, like kind of the style of it, it reminds me of Boji a lot. Especially oh yeah, man, like,
0: nah, for real. Now nah, this really it? does this this really does. Yeah, I do see it. Right. I do see it. Yeah, I do see. It. But that's what I'm saying. Like you could see the influence. But I, I think it's really good when we marry these influences together. Um. Like when when you can you clearly see that these people saw or grew up on the same Western cartoons that we did. So, uh, now nah, this is dope. It looks just like him for real. For real. Same body yeah. type. That that's the same neck. That's Boji's neck right there.
1: It's not Bogie's neck.
0: That's Boji's neck right there. <laughs> <laughs> but that's ten out of ten. Um, action animation. Um, I also have a 10 out of 10. I think they did it. So I think it's this is where we get like the the eastern animation versus western animation. Cause I think Western animation handles handles actual action differently when it comes to like impact frames. I cannot all that terminology I'm not doing all the shit. But I think we I think the one episode that really sold me on the series um is actually is later in it, and it's when we have King Balsay and Dida's body fighting uh Boji. And it was that whole episode, whole fight was like a movie scene. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: they said Mappa uh an- animated that episode.
0: Damn, see what studio said, you know, even though what studio could do it themselves, I nah, they, but they, they was like, you know, Mappa, come up here, come up, come, come, come up and show them what y'all can do. If that's if that's true,
1: like, I like the episode. But mm-hmm. as far as everything else, Wood has done. Like I still think there are other better episodes. Like I, not to say I didn't enjoy the episode, mm-hmm. but I like the other episodes and how they're animated. I just knew mm-hmm. it was different because you could see the difference in animation and how the flow mm-hmm. and the characters were like moving and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Now I, you know, I, I think there's a few other scenes I I also really like when it comes to the action animation. I think for me it was just significant because it did a really good job of having a symbolic fight. If you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying, yeah. Like. We don't see not not every anime tries to do a symbolic. Not everyone, but like a lot of action animation tries to do symbolic fights, and they kind of miss the mark a little bit. But this one really felt symbolic. It really felt like like because because you watch them fight, you know, he's fighting Dida. Well, King Balsa and Dida's body, but he's fighting Dida. So Dida isn't that big. He isn't doing all that all that destruction that King Balsa would do if he was like in his full body. But they still show it symbolically, and it really shows the growth from episode Ooh. one to this episode and how that King Balsay has gained um, respect and self-reflection upon the things that he's done and respect for his son that he necessarily hadn't written off, but he definitely know he did some dirty shit too. So uh, yeah, but no, I, I feel that. I feel that because it, it was very different. It, it definitely did jar me and shock me a little bit, but I think it wasn't too out of place that it kind of t- that it takes away from the series
1: agree like of course we're gonna to talk about that that part but I think the other scenes where Boji is fighting we see Boji first fight Dida that's what really stuck out Ooh, to me like that's that fight cool. they still hold my boy which I still mm-hmm. don't fuck with because Domas can go to hell every part <laughs> of it but I think watching Boji who we thought kind of initially like didn't have a lot going for himself so, and that's not his fault that's because the people around him didn't give him the opportunity to do so Mm-hmm. I really think watching that fight between him and Dida and watching Dida lose when Dida's seen as kind of the golden boy compared to his older brother,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: enjoyed it. Like, we got to see what Boji was able to do. And not to say, like, if he wasn't completely helpless or nothing. And yeah. also enjoyed seeing Boji's fight with Oaken, despite, you know, Oaken being just a fucking strong ass, powerful ass character seeing boji fight up someone who was stated by uh despa that is really just bad for his on for his um his ability his fighting style yeah i i I think that was beautifully like beautifully done too like i think boji's overall skill set even before he got trained by despa i enjoy it like i really enjoy seeing and i love seeing him grow and when, if we have any additional seasons, and I think I mentioned this in the last Tabernacle of Boji, I would love to see it like develop further. Like, how can we take Boji's abilities a step further that really isn't an ass asshole? Because I was gonna, I was scared that like, oh, they were like, somehow he got his strength back. But when they enter, like, introduced the mechanics of his ability, that's when I was just like, okay, that makes sense. It's not an ass asshole. It makes a lot of sense because when you think about it, everything does have a weak point. You just have to find it.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That is true. You know what I mean? Because he, that, and all, I, you know, in all honestly, that's that the, the, the basically telling us that he's like breaking the building blocks of matter in some, and some shit. And I was like, <laughs> and then you're know, at that point, you're like, yeah, you know, it's still anime. <laughs> but, uh, nah, I feel that. I feel that. I think, I think, it, I mean, I, I'm going to get more into it when we get to the story part because I do. I did knock down a little bit the story for the ending, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to it. We'll get to that. We'll get to it. Um, but ten out of ten cinematography, I give ten out of ten. I think, and this is where people don't like the art style, but I think the with how well the art style it lends really well to the animation. So we talk about like kids books stuff like that. I think there's certain scenes that you know you can like, you can pause it and stand still and look at it, and it really does a good job of showing the power of animation and like the power of the right art style because this few shits like like they look like like paintings. Like you could stop and like I could print that out and like put it on my wall. Like that's well, not like my main wall, but like my wall in my office or something like that. Just like with how beautiful some of these shots look when we get from a lot of these faraway points, you know, when watching Boji run down the road and like the wind swept through sweep through the grass and all that stuff like that. Or or like we talk about like even like the ending scene where we see like, you know, uh where uh what is that? like, like Boji running through the grass. I forget where I forget, I forget right now off the top of my head. But there's just a lot of parts of cinematography that I think they did really good, really good job with and shows the power of animation and the power of a lot of stuff you can do with it. There's there's only one other show I can think of off the top of my head right now that does it as well this season that like, like right now, and that's my uh my dress up darling but it's just it's only a few of them that really show like wow like how the power of animation how animation can sometimes surpass live action in a lot of ways so yeah cinematography for me is 10 out of 10 easy like i think the animation for this show entirely is just phenomenal i think with studio and i guess a little mappa does a really good job of just fully encapsulating like the experience so yeah
1: like and this might be terrible this this might people might call me like not a real anime watcher um mm-hmm. when it comes to cinematography like how do you define that so i can know how to give it an accurate reading or
0: hmm you know so i usually so so i go off like the dictionary definition most of the time which a lot of people say d- doesn't um uh apply to like um animation and stuff like that which is some uh Bullshit. So, like, the definite dictionary definition of like cinematography is the art of making motion pictures. Uh, so, yeah. So it's so that's why I, th- I think of it kind of like in art style. So, like another one, I'm, I'm googling it right now because it's it's easy way to explain it. Like I, that's easy way to explain it. And it's like cinematography is a blend of science and art used to capture, manipulate, and store moving images. The person, ah, it's a cinematographer. There we go it involves the techniques, the general composition of a scene, the lighting of the set or location, you know, the choice of cameras, lenses, and filters and film stock, the camera angle of moon move, and movements and the integration of any special effects. So think so I think of it like certain scenes, right? There's certain so like there's some certain scenes, like you watch a movie or something like that, and they look muddy, they look too dark. Like, I mean, we could talk about like what's the best ones for it right now? My dad says this. My dad, when he watches some some superhero movies, he gets kind of annoyed because he's like, Why are these scenes also dark? Like everything's fucking dark now. He's like, I can't see it. And the last one I watched, I think, even like the Batman movie, I think the Batman does it has a has a decent color, color scheme, but even some scenes are like really dark. You can't see anything, and it's like very hard to be a lot of things aren't distinguishable. And you're like, What am I looking at? Or things are too bright. And it's too bright. And now you're like, oh, like I can't like it's like the opposite idea. So it's like kind of like the perfect. Mixture of both, something that you know kind of feels like art, like a picture and stuff like that. Uh, That's how I think of it. I could be wrong. Somebody on here, somebody's probably like, "Oh, I'm I'm a film student. I know exactly what it is." But I'm just gonna tell you how I feel. So, if that makes sense.
1: I think for like when listening to your description, kind of makes me think of the same between Boji and Kage, where Kage told Boji, "I'll be on your side." And, mm-hmm. like, the cinematography in that, the illumination from the candle, how the scene panned between Boji and Kage in that moment was beautiful. I also think another moment that comes to mind is when uh, Dida, who is no longer Dida, but um, Basse, literally comes, you know, at, right after he, you know, they forced him to drink the the body slush. Um mm-hmm. That he's sitting in his throne, and it's kind of like the cinematography, and that's like a return of the king, Mm and not in the way it it, it actually was initially. Like it's a return of Vase, but in a different form. And it's also Mm. like the, it's kind of ominous, right? The darkness of the room itself, like the throne room, the, like the, like how ominous his saying is, I've like, you know, heard another son or whatever, however he ended it. Like I think that was like the, with the last episode that I left off on when I first started like watching it. And I mm-hmm. was just like, what the fuck? Like, what is he talking about? Like, what do you mean? Like, we're just, and then, and just and it just brings up so many questions. And I think that's kind of, like, a little bit of the start of, like, the, the consistent questioning of, like, what's going on? What's happening? What's going to happen next? Why did this happen? Why is this character like this? And I think, I, I agree. I think the cinematography... Um, I want to say a 10. Um, I think I understand it pretty well, but I. I mean, the,
0: the, the, the moments you picked, the moments you picked, I think are really good moments also because we have that. Uh, I mean, because they're symbolic in nature in a way. Like we talk about when Boss was up there as Dita and the camera kind of looks at him from underneath, right? It's not looking up from up top, it's looking up from underneath. The shadows kind of give that dark feel. Like it's not too dark. But it gives that like the way the sunlight shows in and like gives that dark feel like there's something wrong, like there's something wrong with everything that's going on. But then also with like uh, with the moment between Kage and Boji, the light light from the candle, the flickering of it, along with them two shining like their own shadows in there, and them like you know nucking fists together and all that. And just you know, I, I I that those are good. Those are two good moments to kind of show how well the cinematography is done done in the in the anime to me. Opening
1: kind of count as like the cinematography, or or do are we literally saving that for later? Because I feel like the opening scene kind of counts as like really good cinematography. How everything links together, everything's a series, but it's kind of spoiler. But you know, uh, know,
0: I I would say it does. I mean, you know,
1: opening two specifically.
0: Opening two, yeah, opening two. I I, I, I would I would say it does.
1: So I think opening one and two have their own benefits because I love I love Boy by King New, and I love of course the Doctor No Isha by Vondi. I think opening one does a good job of kind of showing off like, you know, this is the focus of our main characters. Um, this is kind of the relationship is friendly. And you see that how it pans to healing in the throne room and Dida standing on the castle with the sky like um, showing and everything. And it shows other mysterious portions that tie into the story. So I think it does a good job of creating an air of mystery, but making a more friendly atmosphere for the series starting off. A Dakano Yusha then shows more specific scenes that aren't fully specified until you watch the show, but shows a darker, um a darker like a uh, variation or shows how darker the series gets compared to opening one. And I think they both mm-hmm. do a good job. They both fulfill their roles as opening for the respective half of the series.
0: Mm. I can agree on that. I think the visuals have done really well in both openings. Yeah, I mean, so I I agree. I agree. You spitting, you spitting. So that's so for animation that's forty out of forty, which is hundred percent. Um, that's easy. We're not gonna calculate nothing. Uh now go, on. go And here's why. I can't hear you Panda. say it again, Panda. I
1: said I gave the character a nine out of ten. And here's why. Mm-hmm. Well, nine point mm-hmm. five nine. Because the thing because of how off putting the anime, not to say that it's bad. But it can be a little mm-hmm. off-putting, and I see that a lot. Plus, I was kind of mm-hmm. put off, like I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. But mm-hmm. I think once you get past that, you realize that the series. But I'm gonna give it a nine because of how put the initial, like, the initial viewpoint of the animation, like the character design specifically.
0: Mm. Well, that's for see. we'll get we'll get to like characters, but for me, that's that's why I put nine out of ten for characters for the character designs.
1: Oh, I'm, for that reason. Okay, I'm sloth.
0: Yeah,
1: I am, oh, never mind. I give it an animation of <laughs> ten. Ooh, I just My bad, my bad. Got my you know wires crossed. I'm trash.
0: Oh, <laughs> um, let's let's move on to the story. Let's start out with the plot. Um, I think um the the main conflict of the story. Uh, I didn't, I, you know, I forgot to give y'all the quick the quick synopsis of um ranking of kings. I have to go to that so elite
1: if, list thing.
0: Right, right. So if you if you've never seen *Ranking of Kings* and you're interested, and you're like, dang, they already went all the way through characters, never said anything about it. So, uh, real quick, I'll just give you the rundown of the synopsis. Is the story is about a little prince named Boji who is deaf, but above all naive, because despite many criticisms from his people about his accession to the throne, he does his best and dreams of becoming the greatest of kings. And that's a very, very, very simplistic way of explaining the story, but that's pretty much what it is. This little kid Boji. Tippy
1: top of the iceberg, if we being on
0: right? It's like so, so tippy top. But this little kid Boji just trying to be king. But there's so much more to it, especially when you get you get past that first episode. Um, and the main conflict really is between. There's so many conflicts. There's really a lot of conflicts in the story, but I would say the main conflict is um, Boji really against his family. That's the main conflict. Boji versus everybody. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's Boji versus everybody because you know he believes himself and believes he has the opportunities but you know his family is the one who are who are fighting against him and I would say they're probably the main antagonist for real for real but with the plot the plot is very I would say nuanced and in the sense that no one is fully who you think they are um mm-hmm. and I think that's what makes it so well done is that it the twist the twist and turns but they're not not all of them are neck breaking twists and turns. They're not neck breaking. It's not so much that you're looking like, oh my gosh, like every, like you can't believe anything. That's not true. It's just that the people in this world are very complicated. And that's what I like about it. It doesn't, it doesn't, that's like, I talk, we, a lot of people talk about, hey, I want to show it's realistic. I want, da, da, da. and the thing is, you can have your your anime or story in the most highest of fantasies. I mean, above Lord of the Rings, highest of fantasies. But the most important thing is have your characters interact and grow in a realistic way and develop in a realistic way. And so with the plot, the plot is for me, is a very nuanced because no one is, is, is flat. Everyone is so dynamic. And I think the best way to describe is maybe Queen Hillig. I think Queen Hillig is best way to describe it. She's the overbearing, um parent who believes that she's being mean, spirited in, in a way once she, once the kid gets a little older for their betterment, but then she realizes that that's not what I should have been doing. that I was a pro- projecting onto him instead of letting him grow. And that moves along the plot. and that does a good job of of uh, really again, making the plot better because it doesn't like we're, we're messing with flat characters we're messing with every single character in this is more than just what meets the eye. And so, yeah, I I could really talk about the plot forever. I really could talk about the plot of of Ranking the Kings forever.
1: I think the plot, despite how simple it sounds, because I didn't really know what it takes, but I'm like, okay, well, he's probably going to figure out how to be up in the ranks. But as I watched it, like, the plot is not wrong, but there's so much more to it than what it seems. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. love the fact that there's, like, this air of mystery Like, there's mystery at the beginning, of course, like, well, we don't know where this series is going to go. don't know, you know, what's going to happen. And then as the series continues, there's this air of mystery within each passing episode that gets answered in the following episode. But it brings and raises more questions. But it's not in a way that's overwhelming or like, damn, I'm so confused. It's uh this is a clear answer to your previous question, but this clear answer is going to bring up another question that may or may not be answered in the following episode. So I love the fact that this plot isn't predictable. Like mm-hmm. you can think it's going to go one way, but it's going to go a completely different way from the characters to what actually happens in the storyline. It's just, I just enjoy how it did it. I enjoy, and of course you're going to get to plot progression and pacing, I just enjoy how they did the plot and how the plot unraveled completely, and how there's so much more than just this kid with, you know, disabilities who just meets this shadow creature and they become friends and go on adventures like that. It's so much more Mm -hmm. than that. What like what Mm is described?
0: I also think a really strong thing that helps with the plot is that they don't really. This is something that everybody to, every all the people who make stories need to look need to follow. But that they don't really use. They don't really, fully sh- really show his disability as a weakness, right? Like it work. He finds a way to make it work for him, mm-hmm. and the people that understand. There's a lot. Of, there's actually a lot of people that understand him without him being able to talk. Right. There's a lot of people that do in this anime. Like no one. Like the people. Like and the people who look down on him for it are the ones who are usually the ones who are like either the villains or they don't. They're wrong. Like the people of the city, the town look down on him because oh my gosh, she's so ignorant. But it's not that Boji's self confident. You believe in himself right
1: like, i'm gonna be that king i'm gonna be Despite that right being that's people's lips and i think and i don't know if this is a character topic but i really like boji and this is for me when i say this this is not to speak to people who are disabled this is not for me to you know just attribute characters to representation or whatever but i really feel like boji is such a good character because of his well i don't want to say it like that no, I don't want to say in spite of. I feel like Boji's disability kind of could be encouraging. Because I, I really feel like, and this is why I say that. Well, I don't know. Maybe I should say this for character, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I really, I really just feel like Boji's character is kind of how a lot of people who are disabled are treated. Like they mm-hmm. aren't capable of doing anything without any type of assistance. But and I'm not saying Boji's the only character, but like Daredevil is not is is a is a good character yes, but it is he's not completely realistic.
0: Well, but he's, he's not per, he's not portrayed. I think I think what you're getting to is like right though like because I think Boji is a is a good is a good like good showing of like again going back to Queen Hillig she feels that, oh, he can't do this, he can't do that. They're like, Boji you're disabled. Why do you think you can be king? why do you? And that's kind of, that's what she gives off, because that's how she feels. Like, that's how, she that's says how, it. That's not,
1: how all she, of his people yeah, give off. Yeah, all they feel. But the issue, like, when it comes to that is it's not that he's not capable, you're just not giving him the opportunity. And if he and the thing is, like, the issue is you fuck up. He, like, messes up or does something wrong once, they're just like, well, this is why we don't give you opportunity, because you, you don't, you fuck it up basically Mm -hmm. in so many words and I feel like that's how a lot of a lot of marginalized groups in general but especially people who are like who have a disability regardless of whether you're blind deaf mute um in a wheelchair or whichever they automatically detract from their ability to do things because they're some quote unquote and I don't mean it's quote unquote lacking in some way but of course you're not Mm going to be able to do it if you don't you know, if you automatically assume they're unable to and don't give them the opportunity to do so, and I feel like what yeah. Boji deals with is something that what a lot of people who are hand, who like who are handicapped or just who like lack of ability in certain areas. Um, but I don't want to speak. That's why I said I don't want to speak for anyone because I I would like to talk to someone who is disabled in some way and see what they will think just to have their viewpoints because I have my own viewpoints, but I also am speaking from a place of privilege because I don't have a disability.
0: So I just want to
1: kind of to get that disclaimer before I just go off and say, oh, the bogey is like a representation of people who are disabled and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to say that because I can't say that. That's like somebody who is not Black saying, well, such and such is a good representation of the Black community when we're all just like not fucking with it. <laughs> so I don't want to do that for a community that I'm not part of that I literally Probably have like a privilege over. And I hate and like nah, that's,
0: that's just it. That, you're you right, you're right. That's real. That's 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 exactly that's real though. But yeah. So no, I, I everything you said I, I I agree with and everything. So um yeah, but yeah, so for the plot, I got 10 out of 10. I really don't think if we're just talking about the main conflict, there's, there's other things we'll get to, we're gonna get to the problems these have problems with, but if we're just talking about the main plot, the main conflict, how it was uh, addressed, how it's written, and everything like that, mm-hmm. I mess with it. I think there's not really and if you're being really nitpicky you could find stuff but that just means you're just doing too much at that point so um next we have plot progression which i always kind of define this because i always find this as a point of confusion for a lot of people and uh just i'm just going real quick but prog- plot progression is a little bit different than pacing. Pacing is really just about how fast or slow something is, right? It's like and it, n- 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 they marry together. They're together. They, 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 them two are like their best friends, They're, their husband and wife, husband and husband, whatever, wife and wife, whatever. They are together. And so the idea is that progression is the so plot progression is, is basically the structure of the story and how it progresses the, from, from plot, the plot point to plot point. So let's say let let's let's say like you're you're watching anime and uh, the plot is introduced in one episode and they address it the next one. And was it messy? Was it satisfying? Was it like, oh, they just kind of jumped into it, it was random, something like that, right? And the plot doesn't really progress really well. The structure of the story is kind of off. While for me, pacing is literally kind of just how fast or slow the story goes. Do you feel like they introduced a lot of elements before they got to the next plot progression and it was kind of messy? Do you feel like they went through, like, like they had they had Goku yelling for four episodes and nothing happened. You're like, come on now, like, like something had, like, where's the, so it's, it's very they're similar, but they're very different. It's really just about discussing each plot point and was it structured well from each plot point while pacing is literally just should have taken three episodes or four episodes. Should have taken two episodes or one episode. Did they drag this part out or did they not drag it out? So, uh, yeah, so for me, I think the plot progression in the story I think is done really well. I never really feel as though that any plot point is kind of messy or anything like that. I I, I just like I feel like plot, plot progression is something that you see it and you know it's wrong, but if it's done right, you have no clue about it. <laughs> so. Uh, for me, I got a ten out of ten for because again, there's nothing like there's no point at which I'm annoyed with how the plot progressed or where I'm just like this plot point is stupid. Like, why is this here? Why would this be the point that you use to transition to something else? So, yeah,
1: plot progression is, is done really well. I really feel like like nothing is missed. Everything here's how I think of ranking a king's like plot progression and plot and stuff. It's like it starts off initially with one thread and then you have kind of these other threads that seem to be a little bit separated but as the series continues and progresses you see these threads start to intertwine without any knots, without any snags, without any one being longer than the other that it doesn't twist correctly. It twists around creating this beautiful combination of threads um, the only not part, and this is where I give it like a 9.5, is like mm-hmm. just episode 22. Mm. Like, it was that 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 was necessarily done to me that whole like that scene and stuff, like it progr- progressed in a way that I didn't feel like it added to the story overall. It just felt like it was like a snag in the row but otherwise, the plot up until that point, and even after that point, really progressed really well. We got our questions answered. We got introduced to new scenarios that were resolved. And even some scenarios that weren't fully resolved by the end, it's not to a point where we're just like, oh, well, we've been waiting for this answer for the whole season. We didn't get it answered. But we started off with some questions, got those questions answered, and ended it with new ones that make us look forward to another season, um, whenever that may be. So I think the plot is really well. So I'm going to give that a nine. Only because so twenty two and the way it kind of progressed. I feel like it wasn't not stagnant, but it kind of like just had a hitch for me personally.
0: No, I feel that. Like I kind of um uh I kind of I kind of I'll attribute that when we get to the ending, really. But that is a plot progression issue too. So mm, that's kind of, as that's, that's kind of a good point because that plot point to me, I, you know, you actually make me rethink. I think I might have to move plot progression down to a nine. Just for that, just for the resolution. Change
1: your mind. For the right resolution. Now. That's just how plot. I feel. It just, it was just so...
0: No, 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 because that's, that's the, I, I didn't make a point. You're making points. You're making good
1: points. Uh, it just, it was yeah. just so out of place to me what what happened. It was just, like, not including the context of the whole thing. Like, it just, it was out of place. Like, of course, like, like, us, me, like, a lot of other people wanted Miranjo to get her fucking just desert. And while I'm not terribly mad about a redemption, it's just the way it was gone about that just doesn't sit right.
0: No, and the thing is, the thing is, I can agree with that. I think to a degree, like, we have, um, I think to a degree, when you talk about the plot before, the plot, the, so, so, so the plot point before that, we have them fighting against Awoken and and also uh, Despa and them want to get the demon's head to save their brother. Um, And the plot point before that is basically uh, Moranjo is realizing that she's dead, she's going to die, and King Balsa realizes he's feeling, he's, he's, come to the realization that what he's done is wrong and that he needs to change from it and stuff like that. So we're moving on from there to the resolution of the series, which is the, you know, the the resolution of the plot, we're at the bottom of the the uh the you know, the little the little roller coaster you 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 did in middle school. We're at the bottom of it. And how the plot resolutes itself is really messy. It's it's really, I mean, I guess controversial is the word, but I get it. And I guess it's a personal bias thing, but I know actually no, I get it, but I feel as though it was just done. Wrongly. I feel like I feel like there could have been better ways to resolute it without um giving because I love the idea of ultimate forgiveness, but I feel like it's a trope that is played on too much, relied on too much, where people's consequences don't really people's actions don't really end in full consequences. And I think having some type of complete ending or even death for Miranjo would still be a consequence, even if they wished her to go to heaven with Balsay and her mom and boji's mom like that's still a consequence like you still die for what you've done but we're giving you we're giving you forgiveness in the afterlife while bringing her back to life to me kind of takes away uh takes away the consequences of her actions because she didn't do anything better like toward the end of the series all she did was like maybe say one or two things but she didn't like necessarily Become a better person by the end of the series. She just realized that her resolution was faulty, and that I feel like that it, it it was hurting Balce more than it was helping him.
1: I feel like that's also for like when and I've mentioned this previously in like Tabernacle of Oji. When and if they come with this new season, one thing I am looking forward to, if they do it properly, is Maranjo's path to redemption, the conflict mm-hmm. that she's going to experience when. People start to ostracize ostracize her and kind of treat her, you know, a little worse than what what Boji went through because of what she did. She's going to have to come to terms with this is what I'd have to deal with because those are the decisions I have to make. And this is what I have to live with without falling back into those darker thoughts of I hate everyone for treating me this way when I've already been treated like this previously and stuff. And the person she depended on is no longer with her. So now she has to come uh-huh. with terms with that as well so despite my dislike of Miranjo she's a good I think I think, I appreciate her as a villain I just don't like her as a person and stuff I think I look I look forward to that plot point being introduced and being explored in the story like I think she's we didn't see her at the last episode of course I didn't feel like the we needed had a need to see her but when and if they have another season I look forward to seeing how she grows and how she develops and how she goes back and forth between wanting to change for the better and falling back into old habits and old ideals.
0: Hmm. I agree. Um, that kind of transitions us. well. I'll move my population down to a nine cause that was a, that was a, that was a, that was a point, but my ending let's move down to ending, which I give it 8.5 out of 10. And I, it's, it's miranjo. one it's miranjo. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think the teen wedding, the, the, the teen marrying, not even the teen, because he's younger than Boji. Yeah. The child marrying the what? Uh 100 plus old I guess, right? Cuz cuz Bo- not a
1: Bo- 100. I don't think she's 100.
0: She got to be like 80. She got like 80. both a giant. They live longer than regular people remember. She's and he gave like up half
1: cuz she was a baby when mm-hmm. State met her. She was little. She was but how long was she not
0: but how long was she not married for? Cuz remember she was a grown woman when he she's um when bucks. after 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 uh What's her name? After after um, uh, Boji's mom died, she was a grown woman. She had to be at least in her twenty late twenties, thirties. That's what I
1: saying. And like he's been
0: king for a minute. He been he been king for a minute, though. But
1: he was still the king. He, he was the king. Like remember when Sheena died? That's when she lost her body. So mm-hmm. and that's when Boji was a ba- like still alive. So I feel like she's
0: Boji was a baby, baby, and then they took a minute for him to make the decision to have another kid.
1: Right, and I think she's she's probably in her thirties or forties. I don't know.
0: I, I, to, I, 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 to, I to, I'll get forties. I'll get forties. I'll get forties. I ain't giving thirties.
1: I, I have to look it up because I don't think she's like old as fuck, but <laughs> I, I do think she's old enough to be like she don't need to be married and either.
0: But no, no, no child, no middle school. No schooling.
1: fucking child, like dear child. lord. Dear lord. <laughs> that shit, that, and that's part of the reason why I'm just like, uh It's
0: just so messy. Like it's, it's a I mean,
1: weird. And it's not even funny. Messy. It's a disgusting. Like. Catholic Church, old Christian (laughs) values. You need to be pure and hairless, and like under a certain age to be my wife, child bride, well, child husband. Ass shit. I'm fucking.
0: I just. It was. I don't know. That that part was okay. So it's that. It's Maranjo and Dida. It's them using that as a vehicle for Maranjo's redemption, Um, and then. It's, I don't like this, um, Boji giving up, I, I don't, okay, I don't like things that are too tropey mm. and we get to the point where Kage leaving saying, oh, he doesn't need me anymore, I need him, I need to f- figure out myself, da da, da. and bouncing and Boji giving up the throne because he's so sad, da, da. I'm just like, I didn't see this shit in like 20 different hymen. and it wasn't even done well because I'm like, Boji, like that was his goal and now he's like, I'm going to create my own kingdom and for me, it was just, It was the most blatant, obvious season two setup I've ever seen in my life. And I don't like
1: it. (laughs) I kind of, I I disagree. I think the last episode more than made up for episode 22. And here's why. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about it, while this is something Boji wanted, I really feel like, and someone made a point about this in the space, like in the tabernacle of Mm Boji, and I agree with it. Boji needs to be surrounded with people who have been supporting him since day one, not people who have just realized what he's capable of and just now want to support him. And I feel like, and of course this is a setup for season two, but I feel like it's such a great setup because I don't feel like Boji is going to grow anymore staying in that kingdom he was in. Because Boji did his growing. He went through his trials and tribulations in the kingdom and on his adventures outside of it But I really feel like staying there as King won't grow him any further. And I think on Kage's end, Kage has been through a lot. Of course, we know this. Kage has lost his family. He had to survive. He had to learn the hard way that you can't trust everyone who gives you a house and home. You have to survive sometimes. You have to do things that you're not going to be proud of. And he changed because of how he saw how Boji is as a person. So he's changed because of Boji, but he recognized that similar in a way to how Miranjo at some point realized her actions were wrong, kaige realized his actions were incorrect. Like, I need to do better because I've become better because of this person and I want to make them kind of proud and I want to live up to the expectations that they may have for me. When I say them, I mean Boji. So of course, when it comes to having a past that's filled with thievery, lying, and having a clan name that's associated with so much negativity. Of course, when you change yourself and you want to grow, you're just like, I need to do better. Because that that insecurity comes up, that, that kind of imposter syndrome, I'll call it. That imposter syndrome or like, do I really deserve these good things to come to me after what I've done, gone, like after what I've done in my past? Do I, or even like, do I deserve this thing in front of me when Boji has been through a lot but hasn't changed? Whereas I let the world change me into something that was ugly and not all that great. Like, do I really deserve to stand at his side when he's been pure this whole time? Like, I don't think I do. I don't want to taint him. And that's and I think that, that's, that's realistic when it comes to you, like, you're growing. And I think that's how the target grow, And I think that moment when he left like of course i was saying kaga you don't trick your ass back to boji i swear to god but i understood it and i'm glad and i'm really actually happy that boji left because i feel like boji's gonna grow further as a character and as a king because at the end of the day we have to think about this boji hasn't fully become a king yet because and this is something that i like about desha desha shows that as a king yes you're going to make people. You're gonna knight people. Like with that, when Boji um, knighted Gigan, I think it was Desher Desla who said you can't knight everyone who, you know, kind of bows their head at you because you don't know what they're associated. And Boji, I don't think Boji has will learn enough. Like, the, to some extent, they're still gonna coddle Boji in the old kingdom. To some extent, they are. They're gonna give him his space, but they're still gonna coddle him because that's what they're used to. Even with healing she kind of fell back into old habits before she changed them. But I feel like when Boji gets goes out into the world and starts his own kingdom, he's going to realize that I'm king. And while it's okay to be a kind king, I have to be a just king as well. And sometimes that's making the not so kind decisions as we see with this situation with Gigan with Desha. Like Desha had killed that um that baby. He didn't want to. But that was a decision he had to make for the war for the good of his people. And that's something that Boji's going to have to learn, that he's going to have to learn with people who aren't going to coddle him and try to baby him. Because I think to some extent they're still going to baby Boji if he would have stayed in the old camp. So I have to give the ending a nine because, of course, I didn't like the whole Miran, Joe, Marion, a plot point. And I can understand the redemption a little bit. I still wish that bitch had to get her soul eaten, but that's neither here nor there. I think the ending does set up for season two, but it wasn't terrible. I think it fit because I don't know.
0: It was for me the whole thing was just too blatant. I feel like for 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 well, okay, for me, I, I I guess me my expectations was probably set a little too high. But for for the rest of the show, that felt really dynamic and really like it was trying its best to show the nuance of of people and stuff like that and of the situation. It can't got to the end, and it was like, yeah, we just gonna do whatever other anime does when we need to make a second season. <laughs> and I was like,
1: I mean, there could have
0: been other ways to the, do it.
1: I, the manga's so. still going, so I, I, I don't. I mean, I don't really see how else they would have done it. To be honest, I mean, I mean, there probably are other ways, but I'm just thinking about what would have given viewers like stuck in their mind. Okay, I need to watch this next season. And I really feel like they wanted to end it on a more positive note, despite everything that has happened. And I appreciated them for it. Because I was afraid of, I was actually scared for what the ending was going to be after episode 22. I'm like, please don't be one of these anime that goes good for a couple episodes and near the end it falls off. I didn't want it sad to happen. I enjoyed the ending for what it brought, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it continues.
0: Oh, I'm looking forward to see, I'm looking if we, if we get a season two, I'm looking forward to seeing what we see in season two. I'm just uh, I don't know I for me, I, I always like it when when the series tries to do something especially for the ending a little different than what you usually see, even if it's a little messy or something like that, as long as it uh, uh, brings about something that is like, wow, like that was refreshing or something like that. that's how I feel. So again, I, again, it's it's tried and true and it makes sense. Like I'm not saying it doesn't make sense toward the series. I'm just saying from a personal standpoint, watching it, I was like, the ending to me was just eh. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, it was, it was a mixture of things where I was like, I feel like it could have went a little better in some ways. Because I do agree. I feel like he he I think he was gonna leave no matter what. He was gonna leave no matter what. Um, whether Kage was there or not. Um, because either way, Kage, I don't think I I I don't know. I this is I in my head I can think of ways in which they could have done it differently, but I'm not entirely mad at it to the point where I'm like, oh, this ending fucking sucks. I'm just like, eh. I feel like they could I feel like they could have did it in a way that still wrapped it together nicely while still being something that isn't as tropey as what we get from a few different endings of anime. So like, I guess that's more yeah.
1: I really feel like that ranking the Kings could afford like a trophy, a little bit of tropiness. I don't see you don't see a lot of tropiness throughout the series except for like maybe that, but I feel like it can afford like it's not full of full of like oh big character tropes like assholes and stuff. No, I think it could afford a little tropiness that doesn't take away from it. But we can agree to disagree because
0: yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I mean this is no is yeah you know I agree. I mean again it's 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 our different like I said we try our best to be as objective as possible, but in the day we're still two different people, so it's okay. The
1: next.
0: One is oh okay I thought I thought you were saying
1: something okay <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> uh the next, next one's pacing um again I, I mean pacing and plot progression marry each other but even with the ending plot point being what it was I don't think it was paced badly it's I think not, it fits it perfectly.
1: paced perfectly if we're being perfectly on like despite was, the bad was, plot like despite the plot point that we both agree is not like it not it I think they did very well and like this is kind of like my uh, plot progression point earlier I'm going to give this a 10 I'm going to give pacing a 10 out of 10 because it wasn't it didn't feel like it feel like it was sped through it didn't feel like it was going too too slow it was well enough to where it world built a little bit introduced characters introduced their plot line and how they tie into the story then concluded their story by introducing some backstory and where they are now like you know how they can contribute to the overall plot of the series I think they did that all at a reasonable speed and it was done extremely well and I've just I feel like it was damn near perfect because like I was I was pulled in like okay this first episode what's this gonna be about and you're just like okay well nobody I don't like how they treating this kid and then you see it continues like oh my boy be ass but they hold him like of course they, they're like some people are like oh I don't like the shadow thing stealing from him because he's like a little one but then you realize like there's so much more to these characters there's so much more to like what they're doing, what's what's in front of our faces. There's like once we remove all that shit, it's just of like it's 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 a little bit more complex than that than that. And as they build up the relationship between Boji and Kage and how and how Boji is built up as a character and how the other characters have been built up and how the world plays its role into each of these characters or and vice versa. I think that's done to perfection. Like, I can't take away from how it's paced at all, really. I can't think of anything. Like, I can't think of anything that I disliked about how it was paced. I was just like, it left me on the edge of my seat with every, like, especially, like, near the latter half. But the getting just made me more interested and invested as it continued.
0: No, I agree. I don't, I don't think at any point does it feel as though that it's really rushing through the story, like, or that it's taking too long as as the plot progresses through you know each plot point, I mean we get we get we get we get enough growth, we get enough of the dynamic, the the nuance of each character. Um, I think seeing the progression of each character is actually really special and really and really well done. So like it it, it does a, and plus it does a good job of spacing out its time. Like not every episode is a Boji focus, but just because it's not Boji focused doesn't mean one the plot point is progressing. But also that it slows itself down to pick us back up again like even episodes that are both say, and maranjo focused they are still paced really well and we're dropped right back off with boji and which and and it like it, it, it does a good job of just messing around with each different plot and and progressing each of them independently while not allowing another one to fall behind because of that so no i i give pacing a 10 out of 10 too again i I'd have to really nitpick. I have to really nitpick and be an asshole to like say there's an issue with some of the pacing in here. So for me, that brings the story to like a 37.5 out of 40, which is 94%. So still very much a passing grade. Still very much a passing grade, but uh definitely little hitches from here to here, from here to there. But overall the story is just. Really well done. Really. one of the one of the best to come out in the past
1: Please. two three years. No, I feel like so. ranking the Kings* is definitely like anime of the year material. You said
0: 2022. Say it again, Pat, I didn't
1: hear you. Said so like I think it's anime of the year material, but I'm trying to figure out which year. Maybe 2020. 2021. Yeah. 2021 It should it should have
0: again should have won twenty. It should have been one of the. It should at least been nominated for twenty twenty one. The fact that because twenty twenty two, it's not. I know it's not going to win twenty twenty two. So
1: thing like I will take the fact that Boji won Best Boy because like I feel like I didn't. I feel like even like not until after the Crunchyroll Awards, people weren't really checking for ranking of kings, mm-hmm. and of like of course you know we had like a lot of us had started watching before the Crunchyroll Awards but then Boji yeah. won best boy and people were just like why did this kid who in a diaper went over such cuz to be honest like when i saw Dreckin and Mikey in the same category i was so pissed i was just like man my boy not going to win he won <laughs> which is why i was so fucking excited and happy like i was turned like my nigga like my little nigga but won fucking best boy and i'm going to take that shit away from this and as he de- as he deserved he as he deserved, deserved. Too. and like i appreciated it and i feel like if people were just like talking smack but I feel like some people who might have been mayor may I have been talking smack went and watched it and was just like, well, damn, this little nigga is this boy. And he deserved.
0: He deserved it. Well, well put on for the city. He real. Real as fuck. Real. 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 Um, all right, moving on to characters. Characters. First, first, we have likability. Now, don't get confused. Likeability doesn't mean that these are good characters or these are these are just characters that are done really well to the point to where you're like, dang. They're a really well done, villain, right? And so, for me, I I think all like I said, I've been talking about it over and over and over and over again. These characters have unbelievable nuance. I think no character is flat, no character is one dimensional. Even when you get down to, even when we get down to the uh, retainers, who most of them often don't even have like full stories. Like we talk about Queen Hillig's retainer, who um he's for, he's a very dynamic for someone who has about. Four episodes of screen time. Four episodes of screen time, and you you learn about that nigga. You sitting there like, wow, I'm, I, I'm trying to fight next to him. Like, I'm trying to be on his side. And so, um, I think every single one of these characters, I think even King Balsay, like, think of this if a, if a character's written so well that you hate them for how they're written, how they act, that's a positive. Yeah. It's not a negative. And people keep saying that's a positive because King Balsay, we, we love to hate him. Because of what he did. But as you go through his story, you still don't understand why he did it. But you're like, you know, but 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 you're like, dang, like, I hate this dude. I can't believe he did it. But we see the end, the end of his story. You still dislike him, but you see that he comes to the error of his ways and sees that um, and through being defeated by Bulge, but also through his own recollection. Sitting, he's sitting on, he's sitting there and he's seeing, he's watching Queen Hillic cry to him, Give my son back. And you think that he's not moved, but he's moved all the whole time. He's moved the whole time. When Miranda, when he's talking to Miranda about being with her together forever, and he realizes that I never even wanted to come back to life. My plan was to give it to my kids, but Miranda wanted me here, and, and that's why I'm still here. And so. It's just, there's so much, there's so much to each of these characters. Miranjo, I think her story is told amazingly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I think, Absolutely. like, even as a villain, I think her story is told really well.
1: Like, I, th- I think when it comes to, bosse is kind of like, was a kind of mysterious entity for me, because we knew he did what he did. He made the deal with the demon and took Boji's, like, you know, abilities and strength from him. And, like, of course we didn't like him, but I was just, like, where does his loyalty lie? Because one moment we see he's, you know, dancing with Maranjo's, like, puppet body shit and all her stuff. The next minute he's in the prison... Next minute, he's about to break out, but he's thinking about Moranjo. I'm just like, it's more than just him being a shit father. It's so much more than that. And it was, even though he's still a shit person and a shit father, mm-hmm. but
0: but it also also. But the next, we get a flashback of him giving good advice to Boji, <laughs> like him like him giving solid ass advice to Boji. Like he didn't do and all that. The
1: thing like I will give well, I'll say this. He did regret what he what happened with Boji. Like we saw that scene where after Boji was born, he ran off and was like. Like basically, I'm gonna give my son the best life possible, and I really mm-hmm. feel like deep down he still cared about his kids. He just was terrible at being a, a good like an adequate father. Mm-hmm. How and then especially
0: like- especially after after he made the deal, he kind of turned from Miranjo because remember he didn't really want to be brought bring be brought back to life. Mm-hmm. Miranjo brought him back because she couldn't stand being alone, and. It's so, it, that, that, but I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. There's, a, there's nuance to it. You can't just, like, like it's like, yeah, he's a terrible person, but then, I mean, he does good father shit sometimes, but he's still a bad father. But then he didn't want to be brought back to life, but at the same time, he didn't really do anything to stop it once he was brought back. But then you see what he, so like, it's like, there's so much to him, you know, mm-hmm. in my opinion.
1: And I'll definitely say that, like, when it comes to Miranjo, like, of course I don't like Miranjo, but she's a great, good yeah. villain for the series. Like, she's still also mm-hmm. a mysterious entity, like, we see when, like, especially when the... We see kind of bits and pieces in the first half. In the second half, when the opening starts, we see Maranjo and this monster-like demon entity. And we're just, like, wondering, okay. And we, we see monster demon entity as an adult and as a child. Like, what's the connection with this demon? What's her backstory? We get her backstory, and it's heartbreaking. Still doesn't make me like the bitch. But it's just, like, fucking heartbreaking. And she becomes we see, we we peel back the layers of her character, and that's why I'm kind of excited for the next season for when they explore more of her character as it changes and shifts. Now, like, I do think when it comes to likability, I feel like Domas feel his fucking role. Like, Domas isn't one of those villains, like, you don't like him because they're, like, how do I say this? Domas is fucking garbage. I might actually <laughs> see him more than Ronjo, because the thing is, miranjo has been on her side and Queen side really the kind of the whole time. Like she fooled Dieter, yes, but nobody who the fuck listens to a talking fucking Mary anyway, but that's not Dieter here nor there. My issue with Domas is that he is the he basically is like ba- like the version like the trash version of the teacher like kind of like Akashi except at least at the very least he didn't try to handicap his students, but so that's not not my point. We're not going to get into all my, no, mm-hmm. about Akashi. Domas irritates my spirit and I don't like Domas, but in a different way as me not liking Miranjo. Like, Domas is not redeemable for me because he's just a joke as a, as a character. But I think that he serves his role as that joke. Like He shows that he's kind of the showing of like what happens when you have a teacher who has a student but doesn't really believe in that student and kind of mm-hmm. handicaps him when he doesn't adequately teach him. Or like a person who has the role of a teacher but can't fucking teach to save his life.
0: There's Domas, mm-hmm. so yeah, no, cool. I, I I agree with that. I mean, I feel like like the through role, um, and I think that's why it, it's a joke because he is the straight man, and him and uh, the other guys act. You I would say, um, forget the the guy who's with him who's actually for Boji. He's just he's just always not around, <laughs> but who's actually for Boji and. You see, like it's like the, it's like the, I guess that they tell me that the difference between him and that guy, Bevin? and that you know, uh, you said what?
1: Are you talking about Bevin?
0: that Be- Bevin is that the one who comes with them on on the track before? You no, know, Domas does what he does to Boji. Oh no
1: no no! You're talking about oh you're talking about Hokuro. Oh I love Hokuro. Oh Hokuro
0: yeah. yeah yeah. So so I think it's like the difference between them two, and also why they work well together in a sense is because. Okoro, he doesn't he's his ally his ally is with the kingdom but it's also with Boji like he he says I saw Boji walk tall every day. people mocked him, jeered him and I stood by him while Domas is the exact opposite. he had to learn the respect had to gain it back had to, had to gain it because it's something that he he saw it's like the idea of people everybody saw Boji in two different ways and that was the most clear distinction of two people looking at Boji in two totally different ways. Like Hakura, he was so happy to go with him on his journey because like, I can't wait to take care of Boji. I can't wait to do this this and that. While during my whole time was listening to you know Dada King Dada ba- uh, um, or I think it was still Dada at that time. Yeah, it was still Dada at that him. time. Yeah, that's that time because he thought, oh, this would be the best for the kingdom. Not thinking that that also you're not not also thinking that you're only doing, doing this because you don't believe in Boji the way that you tell Boji the way that you do it. While wow, because you only see him in one way, so. Um uh, and then also the switch at the end, him realizing his faults and trying to come back to it. Uh I I respect it and I get why it was written that way. Um, but I also agree. Yeah. I also I also agree. It's just
1: another it was just Oh my god, yeah. go ahead.
0: Nah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go
1: ahead. Another character I've come to appreciate is Bevin. I did not like Bevin at first. Mm. I thought he was one of those Snake people. dude? Yes. I liked him. I, here's the thing. Here's what I didn't like about. It. I thought Bevin was one of those common on the retainer of the other prince. So I'm gonna cut down him, cut him down, cut down Boji every chance that I can. But the thing with Bevin, uh, well, wait, wait,
0: actually, stuff. real quick, no, no, I don't want to cut you up, but I just, let's say okay, likeability, I got ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. All right? 10 since 10. we're kind of moving, you said what?
1: Loki wanna go, go nine just because of Domas because I don't like his ass. <laughs>
0: But he replaces he role he really
1: well. Plays the role very well, so I had to give it a ten out of ten too.
0: But, <laughs> I but but actually moving into as as you as you continue to talk about bevin, let's talk about effectiveness and basically how effective these characters were in being in in playing their roles, right? And I think bevin is the perfect one of the perfect examples for that. So continue.
1: I would say with bevin I I like I said, I thought he was going to want to be one of those characters that cut Boji off at the knees every chance he get just these mm-hmm. like. Oh, 100% Dida. But here's what I've come to appreciate about Bebin. Bebin, even though he captured Kage, he literally told Kage to follow with Bo- Boji because I don't I think while he's he's Dida's supporter, he doesn't hate Boji. I think he mm-hmm. also sees Boji's potential because when he found out, he found, like, figured he knew Mitsumata was training Boji and mm-hmm. he never like said, "Oh, don't train him. He's not worth it or whatever." He knew Boji's potential, but of course, he was told to guard and help Dida. So that's his student. And I think mm-hmm. and something that really made me appreciate Bevin was that episode where Dida was talking about how Boji's disability like very virtually made him less than. And so he took the Beben Bevin took him Dida into the town and like I think he saw someone who was blind. And Dida was like, mm-hmm. well if I was living like that, I would, you know, basically kill myself. But bevin was like so you're saying you're not strong enough to live like that and then Mm -hmm. bevin called him on his shit and recognized that as king you have to protect the people who are not capable of protecting themselves that's what a prince that's what a king does and like i like that lesson that he gave him he didn't just enable dida even though he should have just told he should have told dida not to fucking listen to a mirror a talking mirror but that's not here nor there either he, should, he didn't enable Daita's viewpoint of certain things to a point where it, like, would make him a, a terrible king. Not to mention, he made sure that he helped Boji in certain ways, especially when he brought Boji to Kage at the end of the episode. Like, he, like, Bebin noticed Kage leaving and then was the one to bring Boji to Kage at, at the end of the season. I really appreciated that about Bed Ben. he well, like, he be like one of my favorites? No, but I, I've come to appreciate Bed Ben and his role. Like he never strayed away from just, he didn't just go all of a sudden be from Team Dida to Team Boji. No, he's always been Team Dida, but he didn't completely like just say fuck Boji because he understood that Boji's still a prince too. And that's still Boss son.
0: Oh, okay. I'm going to say this. I, I don't think he was ever fully Team Dida. I think he was always fully Team What's Best. And that—that's why I think like, he was effective. Because remember, he's the one who gave the letter to Kage to give to Wedespa, uh, right? He's the one um, who gave him that letter and said, "Train Boji." So, it. I, uh, so, like, I don't like. For me, I think Bebin most. Most of the characters are effective in playing the roles that they're given. Um, as, as a like, uh, even when we go down to the guy who's a, the the retainer who's a supporter of. Miranjo, like he's he's desperate for it yeah. and it's written to it's written to the point to where like he's he he would risk everything for her but he also realizes that he can't ask other people to do the same and that's a nuance I like that's the, really the nuance I like because you get a lot of times you get these anime with these but it's like why wouldn't you do this da, da, da. and while he's like no you do not want to help her that's fine I get it I'm gonna do me though, <laughs> like and I and I respect that, and I respect how like even you know he has his own thing where he's like I want to help my my people who I've been working with and under the kingdom, but at the same time without Miranda I wouldn't be here today, and so, but like but going back to Beben I think like he's because he was he was he was team everybody, he was team everybody mm-hmm. because even because he didn't he never said it out loud because that man worked in the shadows that's his role, but he gave the letter he gave the letter to um. Gave the letter to the Kage. He and then take then he takes Boji to Kage in the end. But then also he knows everything the snakes do. He knows everything they do. So he knows they were talking to Boji. He knows all that. Mm-hmm. And he allowed it to happen because he knew that Boji that but that that they that, that he boji needed that and that the snakes needed that. Like they had that relationship. So I don't know, man. I like, I think, I think Bevan was the perfect secret agent. He was a perfect secret agent. He kept everything close to the vest. He did his best to advise Dida, at the same but at the same time, did his best to protect and help Boji reach the potential that I think he saw in him. So
1: I agree. I one hundred percent agree. I I have to give, um, hold on, I have to give effectiveness. I think all of the characters. Hmm, hold on, hold on. As far as because we're still on effectiveness, right? Yeah. I would have to say. Every character except Domas, was like affected. The nigga was not affected at all. Like, think about it. He couldn't kill Boji. He couldn't kill himself, right? Like, it was just all terribly done. He couldn't even teach. This
0: but you know, I, but you know, but uh but but when we talk about that moment between him and uh the underworld king, that's his name was Desha, right? That was Desha, right?
1: and um, man the army was i was so pissed i was just like y'all couldn't kill this man like y'all couldn't even kill him <laughs> i was rooting for the army of the underworld the whole fucking time i was so pissed <laughs> i was so fucking high i was just like y'all couldn't kill this one bitch with one arm I
0: mean, y'all it, it, couldn't it, it, a it,
1: finger another limb like I, his head I was so upset the whole time. I was just like, hey, look, if this man die, I'm not going to cry about it. I'm going to be ready. And he didn't die. <laughs> this nigga was still I think it was I think
0: that moment showed the showed how the effectiveness... Him failing, killing the king and fighting back against the king and then showing Boji coming up and basically helping him, protecting him. Show, it, it, he, he played his role. He played his role. His role was to fail. His role was to lose. And... That's what he did. But it but it was also to prop up Boji. Oh, you skipping in and out, Panda. My bad. I
1: said fuck that nigga. That's what I said. <laughs> nah, because you're not gonna convince me of shit. Fuck him, bro.
0: <laughs> you don't gotta like him. I you don't. Because he, was he was effective you, in his role or not. No. Was he effective him. in his role? No, he
1: was not. <laughs> nigga couldn't even kill himself properly. Like, like, bitch, jump head first and jump off something higher. That all you had to do, but no. Fucking no, he couldn't do that shit right. I'm so tired of the I'm oh I was tired of his ass. Mm. The fucking ops, like the ops. Oh this is gonna be this is gonna be another uh rant from the last one. First that been Domas, Domas, Domas is
0: 12.
1: Domas is definitely like that white police officer that think he big and bad because he got a badge and be like fucking <laughs> black people. I know he was at the Capitol like like last year. I know January know, yeah, he, 6th, was, he, said, yes, January he 6th. was at the Capitol January sixth. Fucking raggedy bit. I hate. uh. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Domas. So All like, my niggas hate Domas.
0: Uh, I ain't. I don't like him. I was. I was watching them trying to give him redemption. You know what? Yeah, I guess we could. Him. I you know. I, I could see, I could see that him not being effective. Because I, honestly, the redemption for him isn't really effective, just because we see again, we see that he pushes Boji and regrets it. We see something like that, but he still kind of goes along with the plan. He goes along with the plan. He doesn't fight the plan, except for when like he cuts his arm off or whatever, and runs away. But then he comes back and it's like, oh yeah, Ken ball saying I got you, and it's like, come on, Ig.
1: Be a bitch. That's come what? on, I. <laughs> you're not gonna convince me this nigga worthy any type of shit. Like I. can see mirando's redemption but him no (laughs) fuck him like it's a different type of pit. i i really hate teachers who think they're effective but don't meet the kids where they are like that whole thing where he told boji to do a thousand push-ups bitch has he even done one push-up before you start throwing this shit on him and even hokuro kind of thought like he's not teaching me according to what i need he's a teaching he's like training me in how he is trained that's how i knew he was ass like what
0: that is true. Him, uh, he, he, was, he was trying to teach Hoker. Hoker was like, Yeah, it's not working. Give me
1: the crossbow. That's what, no wonder, like, fucking, like, Boji had to find another fucking teacher. I don't know who works. him or Kakashi. <laughs> well, at least Kakashi had one success story. He did. It and he even barely that shit, but shit, at least the nigga had one success story and actually taught Sa- Sasuke some shit. Hoker all fucking. Dipshit! Don't dumbass! Did teach that Boji is just how to have a fucking complex and how to get pushed off a fucking cliff. I fucking hate him. Fuck him. Uh, uh. <laughs> All right. He's <laughs> the ass in real life. Oh God, bro. All right.
0: <laughs> All right. Moving on to character designs. Um, I'll, I'll say personally, I thought. They were all done really well. However, I do see how people could be turned off from them, especially when you get to the Underworld King and everything like that. There's a few character designs that are a little far out, they're a little outlandish. Um, I think overall they're still really well done, but for new watchers or something like that, people who aren't used to that, or um, it'll be a little hard to watch. It's like it's kind of like watching B stars in a sense. Like it's just the designs are good.
1: Not but they're not very welcoming to
0: new fans.
1: Definitely not definitely so what? I'm surprised I watched Beastars Stars. Like I am so shocked in myself. I was just like, not I actually watched this shit, This is crazy. Cause <laughs> I don't like I don't like the like 3D ish character design. That's why I can't watch what's a what's the show I can't fucking watch. High score girl, I can't watch that shit. That's why, oh, that's, that's also yeah, why yeah. that's why I, why I ain't watched Doro Hidoro, but I'm gonna watch it because y'all, y'all motherfuckers said it was good
0: sidebar, quick sidebar. Uh-oh. Yeah, Dory Dora that he that's so fire. Yeah,
1: that's, that's what cool. I'm gonna actually try to watch it one day when I feel like it. Oh yeah, did take, take a
0: little by little, little by little. Dory he door got, got a little suspense, got a little everything, a little nasty. The 3D CG and Dory Door is really well
1: done. That CGI was disgusting when I first saw it in that trailer on Netflix. I was just like, <laughs> That dude in the clown mask turned me off because I was gonna turn, I was gonna turn yeah. it on Just and then I watched the trailer. I was just like, nah, I'm I'm good.
0: Nah, it's creepy as hell. It's creepy as hell. Cre- no, be like I'm
1: good with creepy. creepy. It was just like, like uh, this shit ugly. And I was and <laughs> like, not even character ugly. Like, I mean like fucking hideous. I was just like, oh my God. I can't watch this. I, I will kill I will kill myself. Like if I fucking watch this shit. Like, no, I don't for real shit. Oh god. I will- I no I cannot I-, I can't. I can't do it
0: little by little man right. doors, don't be man.
1: fucking minute by minute I'm gonna watch one minute one day and it's gonna take me a good couple years to finish this shit
0: oh my gosh alright so 9 out of 10 for character designs um mm-hmm.
1: Not your copy uh, so
0: <laughs> right now we got a 29 out of 30 for characters um, I think
1: it's trying to be like nasty you hate
0: to see me. that's 96% uh last week we moved on to production you're gonna disagree with me here I know that um First, okay, so for sound design, it's been a while since I've said it, but for me, the pinnacle of anime sound design so far when it comes to series, movies little different when it comes to series, is Fire Force. I'm sorry, Fire Force is the pinnacle of sound design. I think David Pro does a good, great job of making every single part of that show sound so impactful. And whether it's strong or weak, it makes it really, It's helped, it helps draws you into the action of the anime. So, prefacing it with that, I give the sound design an 8 out of 10. Um, I think there's some parts that's really, that sounds really fantastic. Again, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, there's no, like, like, there's nothing wrong like, with a door swings. There's no sound. Like, ah, it's not like that. But I just don't think anything about the sound design is exceptionally phenomenal. But there's nothing about it that's bad. And there's a few parts that's pretty good. So it's an eight out of ten for me. Um, I'll, 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 I'm not giving. I'm not going to be. I could be a lot more critical, a lot more like a hard ass and give it like a six. But then again, like that'd be just be a dick move. I just it, it, it's a lot of it is enjoyable. A lot of the sound design is enjoyable. Um, so yeah, yeah. That's all I gotta say for that.
1: So let let me just let let you know ahead of time what where my life is at at this point. Um, I don't really think about sound design usually it's not something that sticks out to me like when you, like you and GB talking about sound design I'm just like okay it's wonderful I'm glad that y'all enjoy that because I'm I don't know if this makes me a meathead if this just makes me someone who just because when I watch an anime of course like I'm pretty sure everyone else does this but I mostly watch it of course to relax and kick my mind off stuff. Like, there's only a few anime that I'll read into when I'm in the mindset to do it. But otherwise, I don't think too hard about things that I'm not really looking for. Um, That being said, I don't think I have the range to talk about sound design because I'm not fully immersed. It's not something that I really look for or focus on. Because I focus on more like, what is the phrase? Like, what is the word? Um, In your face specific, like, like plot characters. Sometimes music and stuff like that, like majority of the time music, but it's actual sound design, I do not focus on those things. I feel like I don't have the range to speak on this type of stuff.
0: Well, I'll I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say this as uh, to to kind of help you out a little bit. Um the best sound design is okay. The usual best sound design. This is why it's an eight. Why it's an eight is when you don't notice there's an issue.
1: Okay, so what's an anime that is an issue? That's what I'm trying to like get a feel because a nigga deacon.
0: It's one okay, it's one you've probably never seen before. Um, I you're making me scroll on here. What is it for Blood of Zeus? Oh, yeah, Blood of Zeus. <laughs> is
1: it Blood of Zeus?
0: Blood of Zeus on Netflix, the one about uh focused
1: on. Like I just knew that the plot was ass and like the main character wasn't much to cracked up to be. And
0: there was a few there's a few parts where like lightning struck and it didn't feel like lightning. Like it was like lightning struck and it felt like wimpy. It was like, there's a few parts where like supposed to be really impactful. They're swinging swords and it's like tinfoil.
1: am right, looking for these things when I watch anime next time. What? So so what I
0: mean, so you've seen Fire Force, right? Yes. So you know the parts like when they're, so you've seen the end of the first season, right?
1: Yes. You're talking about when he fights against uh, his brother?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So oh,
1: when like he does the whole like time thing.
0: Yeah, and, and you hear the noise. It's like, like it's all that sound. Like that's why like, you know bully. what? When
1: y'all say fire, mention fire force. I be agreeing because I'm like, okay, that fucking makes sense because I be that's very mm-hmm. noticeable in a good way. Mm-hmm. And that's
0: what I'm saying. So like, so like that's why I, that's why I have that eight for me. Eight is standard because because eight for me eight means that I didn't notice any issues. One and two. There's a few fights. Or a few scenes where I was like, wow, that sounds really good. That's what I mean by eight. If I go under eight, that means there's a few parts where I was like, yeah, this fight was a little fucked up. Like I was listening to it and I was like, why does it sound like they're fighting with with paper noodles? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and that's why it's very hard for me to give things sound design 10, a 10 out of 10, because I'm like, this Fire Force is right there. Fire Force, you watch a fight in Fire Force, it's like, it sounds like you win a uh, you, especially if you you, you can even you have a decent sound system, you can have a bluetooth you can have a Bluetooth speaker, and it'll sound like you in the motherfucking movie theater. That's how well it's done.
1: Definitely, like, it definitely feels like surround sound when you watch watching Fire Force. Like I do, I do understand <laughs> like what you're talking about, even though like, I don't have neither surround, barely any sound type shit with <laughs> this TV. But uh, you I, be hearing I, that boom, you be like, oh my gosh, what's that behind me? I, mean, it's it, like, I
0: don't got a speaker it, back it,
1: there. It, it, It's it's potent as fuck when it comes to Fire Force. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. when it comes to ranking the kings, I'm trying to think. And then might be muddled by like weeks of like work and exhaustion. <laughs> um, but I can't think of anything wrong with it.
0: Yeah, so for, for, for me, it's only about two moments, the final fight, and mm-hmm. when he ju- when he just finishes um his training with um uh Des- was, it Des- was it desha or desperate? I can't forget, forget
1: Des- desha the the king. Despa. Yeah, desperate camel, but don't tell him I said
0: yeah. <laughs> With Despa, and he's fighting the guys in the bar, and I think they do a really good job of like accentuating his like him hitting them, quote unquote hitting them and not hitting them, and stuff like that, and like also them falling. Like it just it was it was like pleasing to see the effect. If you get what I'm saying of of his training and stuff like that. So that's where I was like, this is good here. Everything else was just not noticeable. Like it was it's so good it wasn't noticeable. Was it great? Was it phenomenal? Was it like damn like this movie quality? Nah, now if you are talking about my dress up Darling, there's a few episodes. I might give that a nine because there's a few episodes where I'm like the water lapping at their feet and then it splashes. I'm like, damn, this shit look, I feel like I'm on the beach right now. But anyway, that's a different discussion. That's different, different discussion for different time. But yeah, sounds like um eight out of ten musical score. I give that an eight out of ten. Two reasons. One, they don't the musical score, the musical score isn't very vast. We're not getting we're not getting blasted with a lot of different songs and bangers we're getting we're getting like four solid very solid solid songs throughout the anime um and then i don't i personally don't like the song for the second opening i think it wasn't as good as the first one
1: nah we ain't finna do this tonight mm. <laughs> you're not finna insult Hadaka no Yusha. Vondi did that shit here's the thing no. I feel like the, the when you look at the lyrics and you realize how much it ties in to Boji, mm-hmm. like both songs tie into Boji. Boji as a character, especially as well as other characters, but especially Boji. Boy, start talking about boy, like like the title "Boy" by King New talks about Boji as a boy. He's still he's still a boy at the beginning of the series. We get to the second half. Hadaka no Yu should translates into "Naked Hero." And we reference the first episode where Kage took Boji's clothes. Well, Boji gave Kage his clothes. And you think of the title of the first episode is, I think, The Emperor's New Clothes, The Prince's New Clothes, whichever, whichever. But he's walking naked through town and being made fun of. He goes from that naked prince who's basically a joke to the hero that he's always meant to be because he's been given the opportunity to do so. Give me enough light to protect the things that I adore or things I love. However you, like, whichever translation you see. That fucking lyric hit so hard. Because that's all Boji wants to do. Do Despite the fact that the kingdom has always treated him like less than. And he knows that because he's read their lips and heard their, like, seen their jeers from their, robot reading their lips. It's so much more potent because it's like, despite all that, I want to protect my kingdom. Because I love my kingdom. Despite everything that's happened. Despite this curse that has befallen me. I still want to protect. All the things that I love and adore. Shake off the malice. Boji is not malicious. Despite all that he has been through. And like. It, it's just. So much of the lyrics. ties into what the series became. Especially in the second half.
0: But. 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 Was the second song just as good or better than the first
1: one? I think it fit the second half. Like, I love... I can't, I can't say... I, well, here's the thing. I listen to Hadaka no Yusha more because it hits harder for me. Lyrics. Mm-hmm. The, from the lyrics to the visuals to what those lyrics mean in reference to Boji. But I don't hate King New Because I think both of them did what they needed to do as far as where the story was, was at at that point. Okay. Okay. Like, okay. I, like I literally, right. I literally right. said, like when the second half of the series said, like what this what is this new opening gonna be about? And you see how it starts off with Bo like Kage making shadow puppets, and then it ends with him making the crown for Boji, and that kind of symbolizes like helping Boji, like Kage kind of helping Boji to get his crown back, which has kind of been not snatched away, but like lost by the people who like haven't been supportive to him. I think that like King Nude does a good job. I mentioned this earlier. King Nude, Boy by King Nude and the visuals does a good job of introducing us to the story without reeling too much. And kind of showing, okay, Boji's young still. He's not really where he needs to be. He's still a boy. Hadaka noyusha, he became the hero and kind of the man he needed to be. Despite all that he's gone through. So both of them really I can't say I don't like King New. I love Boy Back King New. I love Hadaka No even more because it 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 roused up some emotions for me. I'll say that they both did what they needed to do for where the story took place, first half and second half.
0: I, you know, you know. I I like both songs. I like the first one better than the second one more. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Um, <laughs> you know I. <laughs> I I did not look that much into the songs. Um, I was thinking of literally just musically. I think I listened to the first, the second opening um, twice during the second season. The second part is half of the show. The first opening, I think I listened to about every other episode. Every other episode, I was like, no, I'm just going to keep this playing. I'm going to keep it
1: playing. Right oh, now. look, I listened to the I'm whole, keep, I, I ain't going to hold you. I listened to the this entire, like, I played, like, let the, the whole intro play
0: the entire series. The
1: entire second half of the series. Every time yeah, the opening right. came up, I let that play, and sometimes I rewinded it to just she, listen to it again. She, uh,
0: yeah, so we definitely, definitely opinionated on this one because I that second one I heard it once and I was like, Yeah, I forgot about it. I was I'm gonna keep skipping. You gotta, you gotta look the first Eric. one. The first one that shit was a bop. That
1: shit was a bop. Well, it's definitely a bop. I'm not disagreeing with it being a bop, oh, yeah, that's like I like I said. I was just because yeah. I put like I was, I was thinking musically. Well, look, it, it, I think both of them are bops. <laughs> just, just Hadaka no, you should came out swinging for me. Like, it said, it said everything I've. Man, look, hey, now, now you finna go make me listen to this shit when I get off this pod. Cause, Cause, look, child, honey. Oh my gosh! All
0: right. So, lastly, for our only new um category, well, not category, but subcategory that we didn't have when we used to do reviews back in the days, voice acting. Um, I was gonna put okay. Unpopular opinion. I was gonna put nine out of ten first because I didn't I didn't listen to the dub. I haven't listened to the dub yet. So this is basically all sub. You said what?
1: Dub, be...
0: you didn't watch the dub either. Say won't say it one more time.
1: I not watch the dub either. I might, but I might make promises.
0: Okay. Yeah, I haven't watched the dub um either. Like I'm gonna check it out for sure. I might watch the first few episodes if I feel like we watching you know, the whole thing. But sub-wise only. I, the first, it took me a while to get used to Kage's voice actor. I did not necessarily like it at first, but in the, the series, I, I think it's fine, which is, at first I gave it a nine, but then I was like, I realized, that's a personal issue. There's nothing wrong with the voice acting. I
1: think you also it's, have to think it's, about it's Kage is still a kid himself, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, it's still emotionful. It's still uh it's still appropriate there's no point where i'm like yo why is this bo- guy sound bored in the middle of a fight scene or why does this guy sound bored in the middle of this like it's still it's still like there's no part where the voice acting really fails to fit the scene or what's going on so that was just me being i guess nitpicky of my own personal preferences but yeah no, voice acting is 10 out of 10 for me i just I don't think they were all the voice acting again ambulance to the dub now if we're talking dub i could say something else there's only one, I think there's only one show where I don't like the sub in the dub. I think that was Shit fell Night. I don't remember what it was. But um, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with the sub voice acting. I'm pretty sure the dub is just as good. Just haven't listened to it yet. So wouldn't know.
1: I might watch the dub. I'm going to have to give the sub like a voice, at, Uh, not sub, Jesus. The voice acting for, for the sub a 10 out of 10. I saw nothing wrong with it. All the voices fit to me. I really have to applaud that, applaud um, Boji's voice actress. I think mm-hmm. because, like, I mean, I mean, I enjoyed it. I don't know how to describe it, how to explain it, but I think she did a really good job portraying, you know, how it is when it comes to being a person who is hard of hearing. Well, not hard of hearing, but I forgot the the text, the name for deaf. I don't know if it's Mm -hmm. it's not hard of hearing because hard of hearing is someone who's like not fully deaf, but yeah, yeah, providing the voice for someone who you know lacks the capacity to hear and stuff. So I think she did a a pretty good job, and I think Kage's voice fit him because he's still a kid. I think a lot. I think a lot of people forget like forget that Kage is still technically a child. He's just very gilded and very corrupted by the world around him.
0: For me, at first, it was the wasn't the pitch. I guess like the like the voice actor added a certain gravel to his voice. I guess how to explain it.
1: And for me, at voice f- too. If I was raised on the streets and saw my mom get killed. Hey, hey,
0: hey, hey, man! I, he got a little tough out there. He got a little tough out there.
1: Got, got fucking traumatized. Tough. He was
0: only he was the only black one in the kingdom. I'm just saying. Uh, um.
1: you said what? That's
0: enough. Niggas, <laughs> that's enough. niggas is wild, and I see. Yes, they was. Yes, they was. So, um. But, yeah, no, I agree. So, uh, so okay, so that gives us a 26 out of 30 for production, which is an 86%. Um, so that's 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 basically all our critical scores. For animation, we gave it a 40 out of 40, which is 100%. For story, 37.5 out of 40, which is a 94%. Characters, 29 out of 30, which is a 96%. And then production, 26 out of 30, which is an 86%, which gives us to a grand total, an overall score of uh 132.5 out of 140 or or 95%. So, that means ranking of kings is 95%, that that fits it comfortably in the upper echelon of many many of our um uh many of the anime that we've ranked. That puts it up there with Great Pretender, um that puts it up there with uh what what else, what else do we have highly ranked on here? Um haiku season four to the top part one of the what else we got up here. We, we got love a few to see we up. we love it
1: that haiku season four ranking. We we fuck we love it. We love to see it. Shout out to Haiku, <laughs> all the haiku people in the building. <laughs> you know already, I that. always
0: gotta say hey, 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 you, hey, you know we love haiku right here. Everybody, everybody, but everybody but Evan. Everybody but Evan. Anyway. Um yeah, we're not gonna talk about him. We though. not. But through. yeah, so that that I was well, talking about. Him. So that puts it in the upper echelon of our rankings, ranking up kings with ninety five percent. So let's let's quick let's quickly just run through the personal personal. This is subjective. Um, now that we've done all the all the well, we've done all the critical talk, trying to be objective. trying to be you know, subjective, I'm gonna say this. I hate Dida. I hate Dida. He Dida is my least favorite character. I don't like that kid. I just I just don't like him. I just don't like that kid. All right.
1: That, I look at his face. That, that I wanna that punch him. Better. Um, Until he made that decision, I was just
0: like, Man, then then he made that decision. And then he made that decision. Like, like, like Dida, Dida, we already didn't like you. We already didn't like you. Then you then you gained some you you matured a little bit. You gained some growth. And I was like, you know what? Might see something. And then he went back. And then it all got written off when he was like, No, bring Miranjo back to life. I want to see Oaken. I'm serious. I want to see Oaken. I was mad.
1: I was, I don't like Dida.
0: I just don't like that kid.
1: I don't like him. Dida left bad taste that. in my mouth. Like I think Dida, I, what I appreciate about Dida is that he grew while he he realized like this is what Boji experiences, being able to like hear and see and whatever whatever, and I like I he was getting to understand how Boji. Like I appreciate him apologizing, you know, and willing really be willing to give up the crown of Boji. But that decision, I was just like, God damn it, Dida, what the fuck, man? The way my like just L
0: after L after L like an
1: L. She's just like she old as hell, but then again, this is medieval time, so I, I guess you know that was yeah. normal back in the gap. It's,
0: it's whatever, man. I think I think Queen Hillig is an underrated character. Um,
1: I like her a little bit more. She had some titties too, so I fuck with her. She had some ass too. You talking about? She had like, titties, uh, titties. I was like,
0: MILF, MILF, Queen Hillig, and MILF. I ain't gonna, I count. mean,
1: until that nose pokey, add then.
0: That is true. That is true. true. Hey, some some dudes like being poked in other places, so she can do wolf at once.
1: Okay. I mean, (laughs) I mean, you know, this thing, mouth on the balls. I don't know. Hey, hey, she, hey, hey, from the back, from the back, from the back. back. Some dudes
0: like that. I mean, I, 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 you know what? That's one. I'm not gonna shame that. I get it. I get it.
1: Anyway, uh, of course, you, know how <laughs> I feel, you already know how I feel about Domas' raggedy ass. Fuck that nigga. Like, he, nah, he,
0: nah, he, no
1: he bitch. could have literally died in the show, and I think the show would have gotten better afterwards. Not even going to hold you. Fuck him. And fuck his nonsense <laughs> ass. I said what I said, and any Domas fans can fight me, because how you a fan of this man, bro? How? Oh my God. This man even died oh. himself said, you really voted against the person you're supposed to be teaching.
0: And, yeah, people's clown. Yo, honestly, Domas is a walking L. He's a walking L.
1: He a crawling L. That nigga, that nigga don't deserve to walk. Fuck <laughs> you, walking for bitch.
0: Uh, so for personal, we usually call, we call it the fun factor. It's a it's a it's, it's it's four four subcategories of enjoyability, interest, characters, and rewatchability. Um, for me, I got a 40 out of forty. Straight hundred percent. I think this 100%. is a great show. Uh, I think it's a great show. I think I think I'm gonna rewatch it at some point. I mean, um enjoyability I enjoyed it even the parts even the characters I don't like and like that I enjoyed it like it the fact that it, it it evicted so much emotion out of me watching it lets I me know I enjoyed it
1: times during the like
0: it it like it brings so much emotion to the surface I actually um, recommended
1: that I, uh, to a guy friend of mine who doesn't watch anime to watch this cuz I really and mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like maybe if you added another uh, another like um part to the fun factor is mm-hmm. Is this fit? Does it, will you research? Is like suggestibility as far as the first. Suggestibility. Anime I think this is a perfect first anime to watch mm. because, like, at the end, and like you, we see a lot of people talking about the animation, the care, well, specifically the character design. But I feel like if you introduce someone to the character design that's not seen, like seen as something normal within anime itself, they can watch mm-hmm. other stuff. That's kind of a gateway. I've I suggested this to a friend of mine, he's watching it. And I don't know if he's on the second. I said no the last time he said he was on the second episode. But he said so far, it's like good. And he doesn't watch anime at all. So I really think this is a good, this is up there as far as anime, first anime to watch. It's only 23 episodes. It's not too convoluted to where you don't understand the, t- the plot. It's, and the characters, majority of them, are really likable and complex. I think this is, if we had to add another category, 10 out of 10 on suggestibility. Mm. I, mean, I would recommend to first-time anime watchers and veteran anime watchers all alike.
0: That's, that's a good category, Panda. Look at you! You know, we, you know, we are gonna be uh, honorarily as the first as the first first uh, review that we've done in almost a, a year. I the last time we did a review, and it being the new year, new season, new new all that, we gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna give Pop Panda her own subcategory. Um, Added to the
1: fun factor, suggestibility.
0: Hey. 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 Suggestibility. That, that is officially as officially added to the black anime review uh category uh, subcategory. Suggestibility within the fun factor. So I, I agree. I think it's very suggestible. I think the art style and animation is very welcoming and pleasing. It's not, it's not something like, like, like um like uh uh death note or something like that where it it feels like it could it, it, could, it could be a little bit overwhelming mm-hmm. so uh that it's very yeah it's yeah I agree I agree I agree yeah, look at this so it's at a 50 now so that's 50 but anyway so 10 out of 10 for that interest I think the story's interesting it keeps you engaged
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's easy 10 out of 10 characters again because they evict so, so much emotion out of me I always feel like I got to give a 10 to that. When I watch it, when I finish a show and I'm like, yo, I really hate this dude. I really like that dude or something like that. Or like this person, whatever that I gotta be. I'm at that point. I'm like, yeah, I got to gotta I I get Like, like, there's no reason why I'm this hurt while I'm watching this. And I'm like, Dida, you punk ass little. Or I'm like, or I'm like, yo, y'all touch Boji. I'm shooting the whole club up. I'm coming through and I'm killing everybody. That is the
1: general consensus. Whenever you start watching, it's like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I'll beat everybody ass over Boji. Y'all got me fucked up. Like I'll fight over that little nigga. And like, it's just like I can't wait until the day people start reposting like videos. And I hope the one that's reposted the most not the fight scene. Not any fight scene. But that moment when Kage tells Boji that I have your back no matter. And the tears that's in Boji's eyes because Boji's never you know, read that from someone's lips. Or anything to have that be offered that support after years of like not really being supported, it's a good feeling.
0: That's good. Makes you feel good.
1: It makes you feel good, and it makes you feel like a little melancholy because you know Boji hasn't heard that or felt that that support at all, despite people like supporting him from behind the scenes. Like when Healing killed him after the fight, he's never in front of his face felt that. And to have it from someone who just met him, who started off scamming him, that's it was such a big thing. Like, watch it. Like, I, I cried. I cried during the episode. And I really feel like that's one of the best, if not the best episode out of the series. Like, of course I love 23. And of course I love the fighting scene. And, but that's a more obvious thing. I need, I want to see more emotion evoked. Like in that scene. That scene was beautifully done, honestly.
0: I feel
1: that. I
0: feel that. Mm. 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 All right. We could talk here forever. All right. Rewatchability. I give it a 10 out of 10. I feel like I'm going to end up rewatching this, whether it's by myself, with um, uh, maybe with like a little younger cousin or something like that. I'm going to end up rewatching this at some point. It's just, it, for me, it's something that I enjoyed so much that rewatching it won't it won't taint the experience, or or that it's so good that I'm gonna rewatch watching it and be like have like good memories from when I first watched it, you know what I mean? So yeah, ten out of ten. I I did this as a fun anime, man. I I, man, I was talking about this. Panda was talking about this. Timeline was talking about this from time to time. We was out there talking about it and. Every every week, every every moment watching it was just it wasn't it was a joy. Like you you mad as hell at these characters, but you're like man, I want to see my boy grow. But then also you're like I want to I want to find out the reason. What's the reason? And so I, yeah, I, I I definitely plan on rewatching this um, at a later date for show for show.
1: I'm not a re-watcher. especially. I might watch I might
0: watch for the dub for real.
1: I, I'm not really a rewatcher, but I'll rewatch Neither this I. if I ever fail the moment. This and High of course. Uh, oh,
0: well, uh, of course. But I'm
1: also very lazy, so I'm not a big rewatcher. But I'll probably watch the dub to see how it sounds and see what Boji mm-hmm. sounds like. See what everyone I'm like. Just see how it goes. But ah, mm-hmm. oh, man, this series was beautiful, and I love, I loved every Thursday. was my favorite day of the week. I'm like, man, I can't wait till <laughs> next week's episode. Or I'd be like, I swear to God, why the fuck would y'all leave off on this goddamn cliffhanger? We gotta wait a whole week for this episode. Y'all got me fucked up. Hmm.
0: But we could keep talking, we could keep talking forever. But I think this this is like this got to be. I think this and my our weathering with you is probably gonna be our longest review.
1: Yeah, we definitely did it for like a couple hours.
0: Yeah, our weather, weather, weathering with you was was a little bit long too. But it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, man. It's okay. I'm okay with that. So, um, again, I'm gonna thank everybody who tuned in for tuning in. Um, please leave a comment, a review on whatever podcasting thing you're listening this on uh, we really appreciate it and that helps us know what y'all want to hear from us and all that jazz uh, I want to thank the dawn uh, uh big panda um, oh. on the scene um for coming on here and, uh, and and preaching to us about the the beautifulness that is ranking of kings
1: man i think i appreciate you for inviting me like it's been years since i've been on this bitch it's good to be back like i said at the beginning and like I'm, I'm you know i appreciate you you know i gotta get my shit off when it comes to reckon the king spread the gospel
0: that's real. That's where you want to drop any of your um uh links uh, the ship anything you say will be in the description as always You know,
1: follow me on twitter at panda underscore don. that's d-a-d-o-n follow worst generation pod worst gen w-o-r-s-t-g-n-p-o-d make sure you tune in subscribe to the patreon make sure you tune in to anime after dark every thursday at 8 30 cst um follow us at worst gen pod host also hosted by blanime pod um make sure you support us tune in it's always a lot of fun whether it's anime related not anime related tune in everyone has a good time um and i think Support, of course, support all of our Black Anime Podcasts, Black Anime, Mike Check, Waifu Waifu, of course, Worst Jen and Blanda of course, um, Inside the Mind of a Blurred, uh, support, of course, Concept Moon and Got Punch, just support our community, you guys. There's not a lot of us, but of course, we love to see it. We love the community to grow. Um, Just shout out to everybody listening, and if I forget anyone, I am so sorry because I'd be terrible with, like, thinking people to... Oh! Shout out to Dad Needs to Talk podcast as well. How could I forget about him? Um, and uh and Father well Father Bash that's what we call him. Um, <laughs> I can't think of anything. Now.
0: Are you cool, I, Dave? Most of most of them may either been on here or I've shot them out before. Dad Dad Needs to Talk hasn't been on here yet, but everybody gets on here sooner or later because that's what we do. That's what we do out here. Everybody gets on here sooner or later. Um. But yeah, so that's the review for today. Uh, Thank y'all for listening, and we're going to be back. We're going to be back.
1: Bye, y'all.
0: Peace.